Welcome back to the Beyond the Dojo podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jeremiah. You might have to get closer to the mic to say that. I don't know if he heard you that time. Yes, dear. <laughs> we are on episode 14, I think. And um, it's been a few weeks since we recorded a podcast, but we got super inspired by some happenings. Um, today's podcast is going to be about keyboard karateka. Jeremiah, why don't you explain to us what a keyboard karateka is? Is any person who has formerly trained or is still training who likes to voice their opinion on the computer screen, but when met in person, might not have the same kind of ferocity. Gumption. Gumption. Balls. Balls. <laughs> that you would have when he's at home sitting behind a screen. I would even venture to say that some of these people might not be continuously training. Maybe they say they are. Maybe. Maybe they never trained at all. Maybe, Maybe they've watched a lot of YouTube videos and figured they, they figured it out. So our uh, teacher used to reiterate something that a Japanese instructor said to him. They're like, oh, have you trained 55 years or have you trained five years 11 times? Mm. And sometimes that's how I feel. Mm. But anyway, so this might be a not so politically correct podcast and we might say some things to hurt some feelings, but suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Stop being an asshole. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I actually made a I actually made a post on my face my personal Facebook page um, to start this off because it's such a lovely topic. So the post that I made um, was just asking people to comment the most annoying thing about Karateka on Facebook or the internet at large. So we got a wide variety of comments. We're gonna start with those comments first so that we can discuss some of that fun stuff. You want to read that first one? This first one's not actually a karate guy, but he just kind of made a comment. Yeah, but I think it, it does fall into a category where um, it's kind of like, uh, excuse the vulgarness, but like maybe um, dick pics. Yeah. Where, where, where guys, guys or gals, I'm not going to just say the guys do it, will get onto these, these discussion groups and hit on you or have other agendas. Mm -hmm. um, some are really weird and some are, you know, kind of funny, but that is a part of the uh, karate community in a sense. You know, Duh. they do have some weirdos out there. That dude, yeah. There are some freaking weird people in karate. Um, Jackson, yeah. Jackson Cowart said, I had a karate guy hit on me online once, sent me a bunch of pictures of his feet, then went on to tell me about his different styles of karate, in quotes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is a cousin of mine. It's kind of funny. I'm laughing because he, he made sure he made the, the last statement was very funny. He said, I'm straight, by the way, just okay. to make sure that was clear. <laughs> so he didn't like ask for this guy to come and like, right. you know, whatever. But let's let's talk about that. Let's, uh, I think everybody knows that on, when you're active on social media, that you're going to have attract a certain uh, interest from people either, you know, who hasn't had the, the odd, uh, hey, cutie or you look great kind of comment as female. I mean, female Katika or female postings. I mean, I don't get that because obviously I'm, I'm not cute or hot or female or female, <laughs> um, but whatever, if you guys feel, you know, feel it, you feel you freely compliment me, I guess. Um, but what I guess I'm trying to talk about is just like those weirdos that want to hit, hit on women 
mm-hmm. when they do posts. You know, let's, for example, you, you do a lot of strength and conditioning posts on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know for a fact that you run across these kind of guys. So share me, share with me your insight on how you deal with that and how, how that actually interacts with you. And, so, you know, what's funny is I had forgotten until you mentioned that, that I had a couple of guys, um, yeah, that would would find, would see my stuff because I had some videos a couple of years ago that were being shared around to a lot of different Shotokan pages. And, um, I, or sometimes it wasn't even that. I think it even happened before that where these guys would have these really weird names on their accounts and they would friend request lots of women and they would just start messaging you. And they weren't always like, necessarily inappropriate it was just kind of annoying sometimes they would try to call you and stuff um but then on instagram it got a lot worse where these guys i'm not going to say their ethnicity because i don't know if it really matters but the guys from certain ethnicities would um i guess maybe they don't know understand cultural norms in the u.s maybe i don't know but they would they would follow me on instagram and i have gotten people who try to call me in the middle of the night they're karate guys, I guess, or they're interested in karate stuff. And they're like literally trying to video call me on my phone on Instagram in the middle of the night. And I flipping lose my mind angry. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, that's, um, Sometimes extremely it's good to be ugly in a, in a man. Uh, no dear. No dear. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, that's, that is extremely, extremely annoying. And I don't know where any, why anyone thinks that would be a good idea or that that would ever be received well in any case, regardless of whom, who you are or whom you're hitting on or whatever, yeah. whom you're hitting. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So stop doing that. Next one is George Rincon. I don't know how to say your last name, George, George Rincon or Rincon. Um, people who go on research and discussion groups and then tell people to quote, shut up and train. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so I, this I actually does kind of go with um, another one later on. I can't remember which one it was. Um, I think it's this one here where it says it, this way, his way is the. Oh art. no, that's that's a that's a different. There was another one I thought. Uh, anyways, there's a bunch of different comments here. So he is essentially saying like. Well, why do you go onto a page that's talking about open discussion for karate and its tactics, or even your perspective on karate, and then turn around when someone is confronting or maybe disagree with you? Your response is shut up and train. Yeah, that's that's. I can't remember what type of argument that is, or certain type of types of arguments that yeah. aren't actually addressing the point. They're just like, oh well, you just need to train. You know, I just been I've been training, and you just you just need to do it too. We just if you just train, you just know it's what a, I'm saying. It's almost like some people just expect that if you have a difference of an opinion, you don't train hard enough. That the answer is you're not trained long or hard enough, and, and you're not where there that X person is or whatever. Because obviously you don't have enough experience. Exactly, right? Um, where are we here? Andrew Long said, uh, your style doesn't work in real life because of my training in X. I'm better prepared to deal with this random incident that will probably never happen to me, but I saw on the video on the internet. <laughs> so saying, Dude, yeah. I'll say this. I get so frustrated with people when they take information or ideas out of context. Yeah. So if... It just kills me, you know, let's say, for example, there was this one that uh, Rick was talking about this past weekend. He said that, the, and it reminded us, he's like this guy from the middle of South Africa mm-hmm. and, and he's a green belt and he's just excited to train. He wanted to share his kata with us. Mm-hmm. I think it was by side eye or, or something. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the problem was that everybody took, 
took it as, oh, I'm going to tell you what you did wrong. I'm going to correct you because I can make you better kind of attitude. And they missed the context of the video. The mm-hmm. video was just sharing what he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Doing karate. Yeah. And people are being really and, rude. And people are correcting as if he's trying to be a world champion. Yeah. And they couldn't see the smile on the guy's face. They couldn't see the joy. And I just, you know, Rick reminded me of that story. And it did, it did, it did him when we were thinking about this conversation here. Because it, it happens all the time. I mean, I had a student that uh, had got into wearing the, um, the restrictive masks, mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. the ski masking thing. And he did a, he did a kata on it. And he, just, he decided that he was going to put it on Facebook. It was back when he was younger. And I, I told him, I warned him, like, look, the guys, they're going to correct you. They're going to pick on you. They have no clue what you just did. You did like two hours of training. And you still want to do more. Mm-hmm. And I warned him. And when he put it up, man, literally, dude, within 30 minutes, he had 10, 12 comments about how he needs to do this better. And his his kata look flat. And this kid's like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just it kills me when when comments are take the comments have no relationship to what the the whole post or, yeah. or video is about. It kills me. Yeah. Well, and part of it, too. Um, remember how we had that guy come on? Uh, he asked us a question underneath one of our podcasts and he was asking about whenever people from another style start speaking badly about your style and because they've trained in this style they're saying that obviously what you're doing would never work i think that's that's some of what andrew is kind of pointing out here is like well you know i saw it done this way or i've always been taught this way so this is the only way to do it well how about you learn a little bit of the context of what's in the video kind of like what jeremiah is saying is like Somebody might be showing something because it's Kihon or they might be showing something because they're going to be doing a tournament or whatever. And yeah. they, what is their intention behind what they're doing? Right. Yeah, man, it just kills me. And this whole like my style is better than your style. You know, that is so. That's so antiquated, I, you know, perspective It's such a. High school drama. It is so high school drama. So, we have clicks. you know, I'm right. You're wrong. And we're talking about art. Now, we some of us believe there's a better way to do something sure, yeah. or a more efficient way to do something, but that doesn't make it right or wrong. It just makes it more of efficient or more powerful or more whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with that, nor do you have to agree with my approach. Mm-hmm. But we have to be at, at, at a certain level. We have to look at a martial artist as a whole and go, look, we only got two arms, two legs and one head. Yeah. There's only so many things you could do. Yeah. And that, you know, one school might only look at it at one perspective and another school of thought might be something completely different. If we can't respect the differences, we'll never grow as a community as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I used to be one of those guys and I came from the generation where, you know, the Taekwondo schools came out and it was the big deal. And, and, you know, all the Shotokan practitioners that made the joke, take my dough instead of taekwondo mm-hmm. uh and i used to laugh at that now i look at myself and i'm kind of embarrassed you know you, we were hating on something that was not our art and we had no understanding mm-hmm. but we immediately disqualified it mm-hmm. because oh it was commercialized well sorry some people take that as a that's their choice you know so obviously we did see over time though that it became a very bad thing for the yeah audience. oh yeah the market of overall it ruined a lot of things for the rest of us yeah. well it but, ruined it for taekwondo too oh yeah. yeah i mean look at it now they're they're daycares you know yeah 
Anyway, um, actually, there's a few of these that go together on the next one. So George Rincon came back on and said, also, so much appeal to authority in discussions and cults of personality. <laughs> Sam Young said, Sensei Aka says it this way. He, she, they are so good. And Scott Parkin just simply said, psychophants. I had to look that word up. It just means people who who um, essentially kowtow to people in authority in order to re- receive some sort of advantage from them, which how you would actually... Um, receive any kind of benefit by speaking well of someone on the internet where they probably are not and will never see what you say. I have no idea what benefit you would get from that, but I think people do honestly think that, that if they if they speak well enough of these masters who have passed on, that they will come down and bless them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are your ancestors. Um, no offense. Um, so yeah, so appeal to authority and cults of personality. So that's always going to be that's always going to be an issue. There's always going to be fanatics and 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 people who take who misunderstand the messenger and the message. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they focus on the messenger instead of what the, the what he's trying to teach or what she's trying to teach. Yeah. And I think that happens in all facets of life. Yeah. You know, it's not a uniquely karate thing. Um, but I will say this though. They tend to be really set in that when you talk to people like that when they go oh this teacher is this is the only way yeah um and i'm guilty of that because when i talk about my teacher and i say it i believe it's the only way for me Mm -hmm. but i'm trying to be more mature about it and be like you know that's i understand it's for me that other people this is the issue that i have though because a good teacher wants their students to take what they're saying and be able to verify it in some way. The dog is like lapping up water behind me and it is really loud. I don't know if you can hear it on the thing here. Um, they want they want you to be able to look into what they're saying. No matter, no matter what, a teacher does not have total control of how a student receives or perceives the teacher. Yeah. So, I mean, a teacher, a good teacher could try their best to do that. And if you have one of those people that just, they get enamored, they get like, rock star, you know, mm-hmm. fanboyish around people because they can't see what it is. You know, they think it's this person that's superhuman mm-hmm. and not. Well, what I'm saying is oh, for you to be a good student, you should be a critical thinker oh, absolutely. regardless of whom, from whom you were learning. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and I, this, that's, I guess that sounds like really, um, what would the word be? I, I realized yesterday that I am an I am an irreverent person, so I guess that sounds irreverent. Irreverent. Uh, yeah. Explain that real quick. I'm not reverent. Not reverent. I'm not reverent. I think she's trying to make me say a word that I, I can't say. That's what it is. Irreverent. She's like, she's like say the word irre- irreverent. <laughs> See what I mean? Irrelevant. No. Irreverent. Irreverent. I'm. Uh, yes. I'm. Hello. Shut up. Hi, Rui. Okay. He's allowed to do that because he's Japanese, okay? <laughs> irreverent. So I'm an, a very irreverent person. I don't mean it that way, but I mean what I'm saying is, is regardless of who is actually teaching you, and we talked about this in, in previous podcasts, is you should be able to take what someone's teaching you and at least think critically about it, even if you don't have like an extensive background in what it is you're learning, even if you're a beginner. That doesn't mean that you just argue with them every step of the way, but you ask questions. And as you become more advanced, especially like black belt, Nidan, Sandan level, you start to think critically about the things that you've been doing. You know, you you check your fundamentals, you check your kion, you check your application, you just check your overall understanding of what your karate is to see if, you know, 
does it stand the test of time? Is it effective? Is it efficient? Is my body holding up based on the way that I've been training? Just because someone taught you to do something a certain way, number one, they could be wrong. Number two, you could have taken it incorrectly. I think it's kind of what you were getting at is you could have misunderstood what they were trying to tell you. That goes for everybody. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Like that my sensei did this. And so that's yeah. the way. This is yeah. the only way. I, I hate when they put the uh, put any kind of. Now, I'll give respect where respect is due. And if a good a person's a good teacher, a good karateka, I'm going to give that respect. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say they walk on water. Mm hmm. I'm not going to do that. And I think my generation of Karateka and maybe the generation before was really guilty of making these guys superheroes. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you know, these guys that we're talking about now, Kanazawa, you know, uh, all these older guys, his first, second generation JKA instructors, man, they were the superstars. Yeah. And they walked on water. And then like any sport, they grew past their prime. Mm -hmm. And now that's where I felt like, you know, looking at it in retrospect, that's where things started to fall apart, mm -hmm. you know, because now these people can't explain why they can't move like superheroes no more. We're expecting them to be that way. And so they some people I felt like created things to keep them. In the now relevant, relevant, <laughs> <laughs> trying to avoid that word because she sets it's me up the like word. I, I, I don't I don't trust her at all. <laughs> RNLs, I mean, I'm telling you. OK. So I think it's it is it's a shortcoming of my generation and maybe the generation beforehand where we can't see past the fact that they're not superheroes they're just human beings. Yeah. And and we I mean but some some teachers are really good about that where they they distinctly make it where it's you know uh, I think I think the best way to look at it was in a way to sensei. I've never had the opportunity to be around him, see him alive. Never in my life have been near him. Mm -hmm. But what I've heard people say was that he was a fierce tiger on the floor, mm -hmm. but a gentleman off. Yeah. He was more approachable. He was more human. Yeah. I know for a fact that a lot of these guys were the same on the floor and off the floor. Oh, yeah. And, and that kind of never showed the humanity of them mm -hmm. and kept that, that kind of brand yeah. up. So I think, you know. That is a little bit of a generational issue yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. But I also think that the younger crowd, the newer generations, they don't have those superheroes no more. Mm -hmm. And it's they're a little bit more looking at like the the ability and not the pedigree. I feel like if we could if we can show respect to teachers and people who've put in their time who are investing in us and and you know take everything that they're, they're saying and, and try everything that you're being given, but also understand that no one's perfect and you can still show them a high level of respect yeah. while being like, I, I disagree and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Rather than going on Facebook and making arguments with people and saying, well, they do it this way. So that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, just want to say that all the senseis, that you so-called do it this way because it's tradition. Mm -hmm. Those senseis that created that probably wasn't doing it in a traditional sense. Yeah, it has not been the same tradition forever. Ever, no. It's had to have started somewhere. somewhere so yeah, okay for things to adapt and evolve as long as it's right. actually effective. I think right. the generation of masters that we we considered the modernizers of karate. You know, the Funakoshi's, the the um, gosh, my 
I, I forgot the Gojiru guy and, and the Shitoru guy. Mm-hmm. Those those three were innovators. Mm-hmm. They they've changed the karate in such a way mm-hmm. that there was although they created tradition, mm-hmm. I doubt they followed to the word or to the T the traditions they were bestowed upon from their teachers. Well, they obviously didn't. Look at even Funakoshi. He had two main influences, and they right. were supposedly very different. Itoso Nozato. Right. So I would venture to say that he took and, – and, and some people think that karate was actually based on, um, like, partially on, like, this um, – form of japanese grappling that boy little young yeah. boys that i read that one i don't Tore. know if the guy Tore. was was right Tore. but yeah. i don't know yeah like there was some kind of grappling and then some other things that were put together to create yeah. karate so i mean it's like it's always it's it is adapting and changing right. so don't think that because your teacher said it it's truth it, it, uh, and it could be the fact that that you know um then back then in the when when you were learning a martial art the purpose of learning a martial art was self, li- literally physical self-defense. Mm-hmm. You know, they were being prepared to protect themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. You don't really have that same kind of intensity and seriousness when it comes to the common practitioner, you know, karate practitioner nowadays. Yeah. So we're grasping for something, right? Mm-hmm. And what better way than to grasp back to the origin or the origin of karate than through traditions and everything else? Yeah. So... Little Wash. little rabble, rabbit trail, but Sorry. you didn't do it. Uh, we'll loop it back around here. So George came on again. <laughs> he was just on a roll here. Esoteric explanations to anything. We understand physiology now. Come on. I mean that that that's let's be real. That's a big assumption that people we all understand physiology. We don't. Yeah, we don't all understand that's physiology. A big, There's that's a, a lot of people assumption. that really don't. And and I think part of the issue with um esoteric explanations is number one some people get really mystical and like ridiculous yeah i don't know if that's exactly what he means but if you believe in chi and mysticism and that's you know it's fine but there has to be a physical explanation i think we were talking about this before too there has to be a physical physical yeah explanation to the action yeah yeah so i mean my my personal issue this is just me because i do the whole exercise physiology thing if you cannot explain at least to a small degree what's physically happening um, whenever a person is making a movement or how they're supposed to be moving, I feel like that's a lack of understanding on your part as a teacher. I have a big problem with that. That's a personal preference. I think it's different if you're just like, if you're using watered down explanations in order to get the point across, that's fine. I understand that. But if you can't, if you can't explain it on multiple levels, if you can't explain it on somewhat of a deeper level, but then also on a basic level, I think that's a problem. So whenever you start throwing in mystical stuff, I feel like that's like, look over there, look I, over there, I know. like a I, distraction. I totally agree with you. If you cannot physic- describe the physical action, mm-hmm. then you really don't have the right to use any kind of aster- mystical reasoning. You just have to explain yourself better. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have a problem when the teacher is creating a picture in your mind. Yeah. And it's it's abstract. Yeah. You know, the feelings like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, to me, that is still someone using realistic kind of senses to describe something. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're like, oh, a power comes from the floor, goes up your legs, through your hips. Back down to left knee, butt back up to right shoulder, and bounce around everywhere, and then come out fist. That is impossible. (laughs) Physically impossible. 
So when I hear that kind of stuff, it, it I just I roll my eyes and go, you know what, dude? You're reiterating some other other fool's words. Simple as that. Jeremiah's gonna get us in trouble. <laughs> I really don't care. Let's be real. If you're gonna be if we're if karate's gonna be taken seriously, uh huh. Gonna stop and, doing this and kind of we, stuff. Can, we can stop doing this stuff on a, on a on a level that is accepted amongst the masses. Yeah, let's be real. Talk about the movement. Be realistic. Be tangible in a sense, and not use some crazy idea yeah. that is completely impossible or isn't actually getting the point across. Right to, people to achieve, you yeah. can't achieve that. So you got these people flopping around trying to achieve the the key bouncing in your body when it's not that. It might feel like that, but it's not that. It's a physical athletic movement. You know, and this is, I think this is also part of like, so Amy Sperling came on and said righteousness. I think she means a couple of different things, like self-righteousness and the people commenting. But also, I think that also applies to people who give those esoteric explanations. Well, I guess it's the same thing. Uh, People who give esoteric explanations to stuff. um, It's almost like you're trying to elevate yourself and make yourself look really good because nobody can understand what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, that's dumb. They'll like you're somehow better than them because you can say fancy words and they don't understand what you're talking about. I I value depth of knowledge. Yeah. I don't value uh, the mass amount of knowledge of random facts and ideas. I Mm -hmm. mean, I love when someone could take a take a basic step, you know, tokuzuki. And have make a thirty minute class, forty minute class out of it, and not be bored and be challenged the entire time. That to me is a good teacher. That mm-hmm. is depth of knowledge. Yeah. Right. Um, but a lot of times these guys, they they like Lauren said, it's it's smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Smoke and mirrors. They just and, want you to look dumb, and it's like you don't understand what I mean. You just must be dumb. You must not. You must not have enough experience. <laughs> you don't have enough. Yes, you don't have the third eye. Um, Randall Hackworth said hurt feelings. (laughs) So, uh, people who get their feelings hurt on social media. Okay. So you're using typed language and maybe some emojis. What do you expect to happen? People are going to say things and you're probably going to get your feelings hurt sometimes because you're not going to either number one, understand what they're saying or number two, people are just jerks. See, that's a, the thing that I don't like even worse than than these, like, horrible keyboard karataka. And that is when someone puts a post up, mm-hmm. right? And they know it's going to be a little edgy. Yeah. And then they cry about how people have disagreed with them. You're so mean to me. Right? It's like, well, you're <laughs> setting yourself up for that. I don't get it, man. Just either keep your mouth shut. Or accept that there's going to be some rudeness happening and anticipate for it. You know, mm-hmm. just be like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's, I mean, almost, it's almost like, look at me, I'm the victim, but you kind of created the scenario to be a victim. You know, you kind of yeah. made it to be where you were the victim. In reality, you walked into the fight knowing damn well what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, you know? and, and I mean, okay, so that's there's two sides. We, like, we've just been arguing on the opposite side. Like, people are jerks in the comments. But then there's also people who make these yeah, posts. Yeah, they make the posts, and it's almost like they're trying to get a rise out of people. That's really freaking annoying also. It's, yeah. yeah. Hey, let's talk about then the other the other half, too, is like, you know, the the one thing I don't think is mentioned in these comments that I want to talk about, and that and that is the, the egos of these, like, some of these teachers that travel in, in – give seminars and everything else. Yeah. You know, they kind of perpetuate or yeah. Perpetuate. Perpetuate the whole 
sociology of this this super ego i'm the superman and, and you know that's their thing and they can't be wrong and they they can't admit they might have taken a wrong turn on the path because you know it, it makes them look like they're human you know they they feel like they have to present this superhuman thing because they're karate guys yeah and i, I just man to me that's the door into mysticism it's like you can't get past your own ego. You can't even get past like getting over your own shortcomings in your karate. Now you got to use this mysticism because you're not going anywhere. Do you feel like you that know? is? There's feel, no more um, breakthroughs. Do you feel like that's as present on social media or on the internet, or is that more of just like a in person like issue with training with folks? I think that that it just spills over spills into everything. Yeah, it's like an overall issue. Yeah. Not particular one thing or another. Yeah. And and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm mm-hmm. just saying everybody's been to it where whatever seminar you went to, some guys are prima donnas. Mm-hmm. And act like, you know, how how dare you disagree with me? Or, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing it wrong, do it my way. It's like, dude, yeah, but you're not the only way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I will say I do feel like if you're paying to go to somebody's seminar – try it their way while you're there if you can but i definitely don't agree with people like getting all ticked off about like why aren't you doing it my way right now well if you've been training differently for a long time yeah it's really hard to it's really hard to change your patterns let's Mm -hmm. be real yeah um the last comment was from reva tarn she actually said false humility so false humility um yeah so i'm just a poor boy and nobody loves me and i've been training for just by myself and, in the in the dark in the dirt with no shoes on for so long, and I just became a Zen master, and in, I just my was blessed world. by Funakoshi, and he just touched my forehead, and I just knew things. In my humble opinion, <laughs> with my humbleness, yes, and my calm and quiet technique, yeah, the lowly lowly Jeremiah would would think that your kata sucks. But just in my humbleness, I don't want to offend anybody. That's right. All right. Here's a little little fact check. You don't act humble. You're you are humble. You don't you don't act humble. So when someone acts humble or, or can, writes down these words to make them feel like they're humble, they're not. We can see through you. That it's it's obvious that you're trying too hard. Yeah. Thus you are not humble. Yeah. You're fighting within yourself. Yeah. So for all y'all fake ass. Humble people quit. You're making yourself look stupid. So what started all of this? Like (laughs) we're gonna kind of backtrack here. So what started all of this is that last week we're part of a Facebook group. I'm not gonna say the name of it because I don't want to get I don't want to embarrass anybody. But there was a Facebook group that we're part of. There was a video put up of uh, our friend Steve Wubble. It's amazing how someone who's not on the internet can cause so many people to fight. Because yeah. it was a it was a it was a video from Pensacola in like 2015 ish, yeah. and he was showing a knife hand block, and he was just showing. Yeah, it's early. It's like 2012. It was 2015 because it was at seminar for Sunny. Okay, okay. He was showing um he was showing why a certain path and and position of knife hand block would be incorrect. He was he was showing the correct path, the correct structure. He made some points about why this is the basic principle, and this is and you. You you learn this in order to be able to apply it to other situations. He talked about different distances of of, of another person. Um, yeah. So the basic uh, key point was that he was talking about the path of the lead hand, not the pulling hand, but the lead hand. And he's saying that a majority of us were 
having too much of a direct line mm-hmm. into the attack, mm-hmm. almost like a, 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 a push or a shove compared to what he was talking about, where the hand actually covers the body and rotates from one back shoulder to the lead shoulder mm-hmm. and covering yeah. a large part of your body as you go through the segments. Mm-hmm. He was saying that the path, that if you do the path this way, you're more than likely to have to understand the applications mm-hmm. that come from that. Yeah. And and it's technically, it's an uke, it's a block. It's a block. So I mean, you can use it as a strike, but... Absolutely. Yeah. And he didn't never negate one application or, or say one was better. He just said that if this path was worked on, if you worked on this and got this correct, that the applications would be a lot easier because mm-hmm. your path is correct. Yeah, he just said that the other way, you're not going to end up blocking anything because you're going to end up messing the technique. And, even if you, and he goes, even if you do block it, the person should have the power to, to actually push through you. Because the structure isn't, you're not structurally supported in that, that moment compared to the impact coming from inside out. Now, mind you, we were at this seminar. Jeremiah's in the video, and I was on the other side of the camera. So we're watching this happen. We're watching the person attacking him. Obviously, he's not attacking quickly because right. Steve is trying to get a point across. He's trying to show how this is Yeah, sh- Shannon Price. Yeah. So he's just trying to show the technique. But he has spent many, many years training this thing in order to make sure that it works because he was taught this specific way. And holy freaking crap. Hey, now listen, we just went and spent the last couple of minutes talking about uh, how people become these, you know, cult uh, personalities. And we're kind of we're kind of sounding like that right now. Let's be real. But this is what I will say about that. We are not saying that Steve is absolutely correct. What we're complaining about is how the people reacted to the video. Yeah, I'm talking about the context of the video. Like this right. is what he said in the video. This is what the context is. This now is the we're time talking he's about put in. Right. No, no, I don't not even that. Just the context of the video should justify everything yeah. else. Yeah. If they were to watch and try to listen their best. And I'm gonna admit the audio ain't that great. But if you listen carefully, you'll hear what he's saying. So the comments turned into, oh, that's not right. Oh no, that's supposed to be a strike. It's not a block. Oh, I wrote this article about all these things that are wrong in knife hand blocks, and he's doing two, two of them, them right, right here. You should read my article. Crazy stuff. People like, oh, I've been training for such and such number of years, and that wouldn't apply in real life. Okay, well, it was a keyhorn technique. So how about that? Yeah. It was completely insane. It was one of the most ridiculous arguments I've ever seen in my life. Jeremiah finally, we never, we actually said, I think in one of our very first episodes. Don't argue with people on Facebook. They don't want their mind changed. Nope. Don't argue with them. Nope. But it, it became crazy. And it's like, maybe if we just throw a little truth out there, maybe someone will just wake up and stop saying crazy things. Jeremiah said something. I said something. Jane Curry said something. Reva Tarn said something. A bunch of people try to say stuff like, hey, calm down. Just actually watch the video and actually listen to what he said. Nope. Nope. It became insane. So, dude, it was a race. It was a rat race to see who could promote themselves the best. Who who can say that he is the wrongest? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. That's all it turned into. It goes back to that ego, like that guy with the the. I wrote this article. You should read it. Here it is. Oh, by the way, here it is. Yeah, that's self promotion, man. You're, you're you know, to me, I I don't like salesmen. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. When someone tries to sell me something, yeah. I don't want to buy it because if you try that hard to meet for me to buy it, there's something wrong with it. Dude, well, know? yeah, I mean, if, if if obviously people aren't really caring about what you're sharing, right. I, oh, man. it's like if you go to let's let's say this, if you go to a Bentley dealership, mm-hmm. you walk through those doors, 
you're not going to get bum rushed by a salesman. They're going to sit at their desk and wait for you because they know what they have yeah. and they know what they, they could do. Yeah. They don't have to pressure you. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way with in karate too. It's like if you understand or have an understanding of karate, then there's no reason for you to either put someone down mm-hmm. or try to like promote yourself mm-hmm. in these comments. If you know it, you know it. And if you knew it, you generally are a good student. You you listen to the video. You actually listen to what's being said, not what you think is happening. The other thing too, the problem that I have is of, is they're they're attacking his, they're attacking a person's ethos, regardless of who they are. Right. If you don't know anything about them, you don't know what their background is, you don't know the time that they've put in, but you want to immediately say something. It's like I I get you. Everyone has the freedom to say what they want. You know, this is this is America. You can say what you want, yeah. but why? Would you make yourself look like a fool? Why would you chance making yourself look like a fool? But I, I have, I reserve the right to put a value on your opinion. Yeah. And that's where I go. Yeah. You know, I look at that opinion and go, yeah, that you have the right to say that, but it ain't worth shit to me. Yeah. Cause you look, you know, and I think, you know, that's, I guess is part of the, how to deal with this sometimes. Even if we, like we're doing right now, we're putting these, these, uh, blog casts. Jeremiah can never say podcast. I'm like, he's like, you want to record the blog cast? I'm like, what, the, what are you talking about? The podcast? <laughs> Anyways, when you put yourself out that way, you kind of, you know, everybody I talk to that, that has a large YouTube channel or whatever, they, you just have to get kind of, I don't know, calloused to it. You don't, you don't read into it. And you just you have to shrug it off. Like, yeah, these, some of these people have nothing to say, but want everybody to listen. You know, it's funny. I actually uh, so we went to train with uh, Rakat and Sensei yesterday, and we had a discussion about this. We were talking about that we were going to be recording this podcast, and we told him a little bit about the scenario that happened last week. And um, you know, he has a large YouTube following, and he said that um, you know, whenever certain pages started to share what he was doing, a lot of people had a lot of negative things to say. And what goes back to we said, you know, you. Um, I'm getting a little bit on tangent here, but you, you can appreciate what someone is sharing without saying like, Oh, that's, that's the end all be all. They're absolutely correct. It's okay to give feedback on someone, but to be really rude is, is where we have the problem. Uh, what I was telling, um, Rick Sensei is, um, Gary Vaynerchuk mm. has a really interesting perspective. He's a very popular guy on social media. Cause that's like pretty much what he does a, a lot of, I mean, in addition to his actual businesses. And um, he says that if someone takes the time out of their day to post something nasty to you, to, to comment something nasty on something that you put up on social media or something that you have to say, or like a video you put up or whatever, like the guy in Rick Cotton's group that was trying to, to get some, maybe some feedback or show his, his, um, his karate and show he, he liked it. If someone takes the time to do that, they're a really like sad person. Mm-hmm. You should actually show empathy to those people because that's like pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How many times can we shoot this dead horse? I don't know, man. It is amazing to me how how you could stretch that that whole segment out. There was I mean, just so much good stuff there. Literally, all you had to say was, if the guy took time out of his day to write crap about you, how pathetic is he? Listen here. Don't I you mean, start throwing your self-righteous I'm stuff just saying, at me, dude, man. That, that took like 20, 10 seconds at tops. So you had like a good I 45 had so seconds. Much, but was, there was so much goodness there. I like, you got so much I, talk I, in you. I brought people along. I'm a woman. What do you mean? That's why <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> 
it's too much talking, you. Man. Stop talking. Oh my god. What if we just? What if we just? We should make like a. They should have a thing on Facebook where you have like they have the emoji responses. Yeah. Which they need more emoji. There's other emoji responses they need, but they need to have one that's like like a stamp, like stop talking, stop talking, or like stop a talking. like a silencer or like Shut a mute up. button, like a mute button response. Yeah. On somebody. Mm. I don't. Anyway. Okay, whatever. Whatever. All right, so... There you um, go. Um, if the three followers that are actually listening, if we offended you or any way lost you guys, we are sorry. High five. We are sorry. <laughs> um, but we're still new at it. Uh, so two things. A couple things. Uh, one, um, in response partially to that, but also because I've had a, the idea for a while, I actually made a group on Facebook. It's called... Uh, Karate Women. Yeah, I almost forgot what it was called. <laughs> Good job, man. Well, there was two. There was actually, I realized when I was going to make it that there was actually two other groups for, for uh, karate women. But yeah, karate women. Um, so if you're female, not dudes. I already had a guy try to get in the group. You can't come in if you're not a lady, okay? It goes back to that first one we are talking about where they're purrs. <laughs> <they think, laughs> he's, he's like, oh, karate women. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see some karate women. That's what happened this morning. <laughs> no, uh, if you're a lady and you want to be in the karate women group, you're welcome to jump in. The idea is just a place for women to share because women have an interesting experience in karate, oftentimes, I find. So, anyway, you're welcome to join the group. Jeremiah, what are you working on? Uh, side Snapchat. Sweet. And the timing of rolling the hip and extending the foot. Um, building the strength and, and stretching. Um, honestly, I haven't trained in, like, on my own karate probably in a week. I mean, I've done training in class and moved around and, and yeah. kind of just worked out. Mm -hmm. But I, I honestly didn't work on, like, spent time on the technique i've been working on so uh slacking i guess would be the best answer when you ask what i've been working on slacking yes. yes how about you ditto i didn't train this week so um i'm moving on from stop it making stupid noises i'm moving on from basa show so i don't know what's next i gotta think about that a little bit more yep yep all right so don't be a jerk if you're going to post something on somebody's page or comment underneath their stuff, think twice. Think about this podcast. Think about how angry we made you yeah. or whatever. I yeah. Know. Or just imagine you're saying what you're writing down to yourself. Yeah. How would you talk to yourself about it? Would you tell yourself that you didn't know what you were talking about? You know about? what? That's a Pandora's box because I, I talk rudely to my – I talk worse to myself than anybody else. Okay. <laughs> Downgrading. You're, you're dumb. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, guys, thanks for listening to our uh, giant friggin' rant. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.